Hello, and welcome to This Is The Day Ministries podcast series. I'm your host, Dr. Courtney Alexander-Harris, and in today's episode, we'll be talking about what's in your heart. Bless the Lord. So we're going to talk about what's in your heart or what's going on in your heart. Uh, you probably think, well, my heart is what tell me, um, what tells me how I feel about things, who I love, etc. things like that. You know, I love you with all of my heart. Um, well, there's just some things that uh, I just want to talk about concerning our heart. Um, and I just want to read from scripture. And I always, as always, as you know, by now, if you've been um, a faithful listener to this podcast series. We always know that I encourage us as being created in God's image to be led by what God has instructed us as his creation. Amen. So I started looking at Proverbs 16 and what this stemmed from really was just wanting to um, talk to my children and encourage them to, to really think about what they're doing and, and everything the conversations that they have, the interactions that they have at their at their workplace, at the school, with the students at the school, their peers, uh, even in neighborhood, and of course with family and friends. So um, Proverbs 16 is what I wanted to share with you. And of course, the, the word of the Lord is so full of truth that as you read, you often find yourself going to other places because it's just it's just so much to glean from, so much wisdom in the word of God. So Proverbs 16 and 1 just says, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So um, one of the scriptures that usually come to mind um, when I think about the heart usually is the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? And that's found in Jeremiah 17. Now, in my initial study of Proverbs 16, that came to mind. So I just, hey, that comes to mind. Let's let me go explore and see see what's going on. Um, so that, that took me to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah is the Old Testament. And Jeremiah 17 is where the verse is in, in, in question here. It's the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So it's like our heart is deceitful above all, all meaning everything and desperately wicked, right? We live in a wicked world. We know that. Who can know it? So the heart is, when you look at the the, the Hebrew and the Greek of it, it says it's uh, lab, L-E-B, and it means the inner man, mind, will, heart, understanding. So I also encourage uh, people that I talk to, my listeners, that um, my students, that you have to really understand words. So I'm a big proponent. I've always been of looking up what words mean, especially words that you think you know. And of course, obviously, words that you don't know so that you can gain an understanding of the context of what you may be reading. Okay, so the heart. Again, the inner man, your mind, your will, your heart, your understanding is deceitful, sly, 
insidious above all thing, all which is everything and desperately wicked. Wicked means to be weak, sick, frail. Who can know it? So who, can, who, who of us, who of us walking around can know um, what's in our heart, our inner man, our mind, our will, our understanding? Verse 10 says, uh, has a beautiful answer. I, the Lord, which is Jehovah, the existing one, the proper name of the one true God, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So who can know what's in our heart, what's going on in our inner man, our mind, our will, our understanding? The Lord God, the Lord Jehovah can know because it is he who searches our heart. Amen. And to search means to search for, <clears throat> to search out, to examine, to investigate. So our creator the, the God of all gods, the beginning and the end of everything that we have known, currently know, and will ever know, he, he knows. Amen? I, the Lord, verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways. The way is the road, distance, journey, manner, and according to the fruit of his doing. So if the Lord is the one who searches our heart, then wouldn't it make sense that we submit everything, all that pertains to our, our, our understanding, our desires, our hurts, our pains, our frustrations, our anxieties, our fears, our, our curiousness, our curiosity, shouldn't we wouldn't it be in our best interest to give those things to the Lord God, our creator? The answer to that is obviously yes. But when you don't recognize, when you don't respect, when you don't understand the magnitude of who God is in the lives of every human being, because we are all created in the image of God. Whether or not you have come to accept Christ or not, you were still created by God. Whether or not you acknowledge that God exists or not, you were created by God. So every atheist, every person who, who believes that earth is God and that we're all gods and that there is no one God, no true God, you were created by the one true and living God. Because truth doesn't change. So wh whatever you decide to say, whatever you, you, you want to say or believe to be your own quote unquote personal truth doesn't matter because there is one true God. There is one God that established everything that you experience in this life, whether you've been here 5, 10, 15, 50, 75, 90, 100 years, there is one God that has established everything. Bless the Lord. And that is a truth that you, the sooner you accept, the better your life will be. <laughs> um, uh, Mark seven twenty one says, for from within out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, 
um, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. See, we were we were born into sin. Once, once, once the the perfect relationship that Adam had with God was broken, then sin. Then there we go. Because see, Adam had a perfect relationship with God, but once he did what he did, <laughs> and we know what Adam did. That's another podcast. But Adam did something against what God in, instructed him to do. Adam was disobedient. When Adam was disobedient, that's the fault. So we look at all these evil things come from within and defile the man. So let's get back to if we can, if we can make our way back to where we started, which is in Proverbs, and just asking the question of what's in our heart? What, what's going on in our heart? Proverbs 16 and 1 again says, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways are man, excuse me, all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. See, we can think that what, what we're doing, what we're saying is, is what's right and best and all good and perfect. But the Lord is the one really who judges those things. But the Lord weighs the spirit. It says, Talkan is to regulate. And this is the translation for weigheth. It's to regulate, to measure, to estimate, ponder, balance, make even, level, weigh, <clears throat> be equal, be weighed out, test, prove. It is the Lord who tests. It is the Lord who weighs. It is the Lord who measures. It is the Lord who estimates the spirit, which is the wind, breath, mind, spirit. Three, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. So we look at, if we start from, okay, our heart, and we, we think about this often, you know, we make plans, we make goals, and we say these things are in our heart, you know, this is what we're passionate about, what we really feel like we ought to be doing, or what we were put on the earth from, right? It's fine and dandy. Have goals, have aspirations, that's all good, but but at the, at the end of all of your desiring, wanting, and wanting to get, and don't forget that uh, uh, Proverbs also encourages us that in all of our getting, get understanding, Three says, commit thy works unto the Lord. So all these things that you want to do, all these places you want to go, all these things you want to do with your hands, do with your businesses, do with your family, commit that to the Lord because these are things that you're working for, right? Works is, is ma-es-e, ma-es-e, um, may be pronounced incorrectly, but M-A-A-S-E-H, ma-es-e. And that means a deed or work. Commit your deeds. Commit your works unto the Lord. Because when you're when you're working, you know, if you whatever your job is, when you're working and you are in the zone of whatever you're doing, you 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 have thoughts about, man, this is great. I really enjoy it. Um, or I'm not doing so well. I need to improve. Or or this is just terrible. I want to do something different. You have some type of thought about what are whatever work it is you're doing. Right. Because we have thoughts and <laughs> as long as we're living, we have something rolling around in our head about what we want to do, what we've done or what we want to get into. Something about the past, present or future we have a thought about. 
But if you want true peace, you want to, again, I always tell you that you want to have a happier life. You got to surrender your life to the Lord. And until you do that, you won't be able to experience the peace that I'm talking about. Commit thy works unto the Lord. See, if you're not a if you're not a believer, then you, you aren't going to commit what you're doing unto the Lord, because oftentimes if you aren't a believer, then you're you're doing this for yourself. You know what? I put this time into to to build this business. Um, I put up all the money. I I got the, the resources. I pulled the people together. I did all of these things. But see, when you are a believer and you are sold out for the Lord, and I'm talking about a believer who understands how important God is to their life, not how important you are to God, but God, without God, you aren't anything. So when you commit as a believer, when you commit your family to the Lord, when you commit your job that you recognize he blessed you with and you get some type of return, a uh, good job, brother. Uh, uh, here's a, a, a nickel for your work. Man, thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Lord, for these finances to take care of my family. You understand, You have a, a, a different perspective than someone who doesn't, who doesn't understand who God is and how important it is to know who God is and how important to know who God is and relationship to what's going on in your life. Say, so commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. If you understand what established means, you understand that something that is established is firm. It's stable. It, it, it is not easily moved. If you think about the story of the... Um, the, the three little pigs, um, one had a, a house of straw, one had a, a, a house of, of, of wood, and then one had a concrete house, right? That, see, the wolf huffed and puffed and blew the first two, but the last house he had no success in because it was built like a, 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 a cement tank. I mean, it, it was just solid. Right. I may have missed some of the details on that story, but you, you understand what I'm saying. What I'm trying to get is that the foundation of, of having something that's established, it's not going. You ever you ever see a building with um, a brick building with uh, the words engraved on the side EST period in a year like 1900, 1920, 1987, whatever. That stands for the date that that building was established. Okay, that's something that you can't erase. And we're talking about something that, like, okay, um, your company or or your the company that you work for or a, a, a group that you may be part of. Everything has a date that it was established, and that's something that is firm in history. That, that cannot be moved. It cannot be undone. So when you establish your thoughts in the things of God, your thoughts are solid because you got to understand the, that the enemy, the enemy, the enemy who comes to kill, steal and destroy, he is coming for your mind. He is coming for your mind. And when your mind is not established in the things of God, then that's when you get you. You really have you really have been defeated because once your mind is taken, everything else is gone. Because I think there's a, a saying that says um, where the mind is, the body will follow. 
Look at it and work it out. If you if you push through, it's like, ugh, bench pressing. And you're like, I'm going to get one more in. If you have made up in your mind that you're going to get one more in, you're going to get one more in until the point of burnout. But if you have already determined that, you know what, I'm not going to get but two or three, and you're trying to say, you know, I'm getting ready to do three sets of 10, you're done. That's why you have personal trainers, because they are there to get your mind on board with what your body needs to do. And the enemy knows that if he can keep your mind focused on fear, if he can keep your mind focused on your present circumstances, if he can keep your mind focused on the narrative of the media, you you are going to remain captive. Because you cannot you cannot two two different thoughts cannot be victorious in your mind. You are going to accept one or the other as the dominant. And if you don't have a dominant thought, then you might be crazy. (laughs) That's what that's what people who have um, who struggle with mental things that they have been unable to 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 get a a specific focus in their mind. And that's that's another conversation that that we can have about um, the state of your mental being and how much we need to take as as um, believers who are sold out to the power of God in terms of medication and those type of things, medication comes to, 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 to cool your mind, to, to help with depression, those type of things. That's a, that's a bigger conversation that, that mental health professionals can get involved in and, and believers can get involved in as well. Because if we understand that the Bible says to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We see that Christ performed miracles in the scriptures. They didn't go. Those who needed deliverance and miracles performed on them didn't go to mental health professionals. They went to the one, the savior who was able to do what does the scripture say? Exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. See, I, I, I believe that we don't really believe God. And for you, for your reference, that scripture is 320. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power of the work of him. See, exceedingly abundantly exceedingly more than over and beyond. See, we, we have to, we have to understand what the scripture is telling us. I mean, there, I I, want to say my first thought was to say that there are hidden gems in the scripture. It, it, It can be hidden if you don't take time to study. See, studying the word of the Lord can unlock so much more because when you, when you're really studying something, you are seeking to understand Sometimes we can read things and it's just like words glossing over our eyes. You can say that you read it, but did you get an understanding so that your life can be changed when you move away from the reading? Because see, if we if we go to church and we walk away the same, we haven't been impacted. If we read our Bible, if we if we get around a like-minded believers who are just on fire for the Lord and we walk away the same, then we haven't had an encounter. I want to say we haven't had an encounter with God. 
Now, I'm talking about believers. I'm not talking about people who don't who don't love God and who don't care to know who God is. I'm talking about if you say that God is the head of your life, then there's something your your spirit ought to be charged when it comes encounter with another person's spirit who is just on fire for the things of God. Amen. I mean, I get excited just talking and thinking about the things that God has done in my life. I get excited just by reading the scriptures. I heard a, 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 um, a popular preacher. Uh, his name is, what is his name? Um, he, he, I heard his story. I was encouraged by a story about how he, he wanted to be a pro athlete. And um, he, <laughs> he, um, he just, he didn't make it at the end of the day. His father wanted him to read. And um, man, I forget his name. Um, but I, I, um, I'll see some insurgents on, on um, um, YouTube. And he, he's in the circle, I guess, with maybe, maybe Vodibachum. I know he's, I've heard, um, I think I've heard uh, MacArthur say they were friends. <sighs> I'm sorry, his name's his name escapes my memory right now, but he said something that was was kind of uh, I don't know how I felt about it. He said that, you know, young preachers read a lot of scriptures because they don't have a lot to say. And older preachers don't read a lot of scriptures because they have a lot to say. Uh, you can take that how you want, but I love the scriptures, so I love to read the scriptures um, because the the scriptures really speak for themselves, right? I'm just I'm just a pastor who wants to repeat what God has said. Everything that needs to be said has been said through the word of God, amen? There is nothing that I need to add to the scriptures. I just wanna make sure that you hear the scriptures, amen? So reading, whether it's reading one scripture or a hundred scriptures, praise God because the scriptures are meant for our edification, they're meant to encourage us. They're meant to show us and reveal to us what the, the, the saints of old went through, how they encouraged others. And, and then what we take from that is to apply it properly, applying it to the, the, the day and time that we find ourselves in, not recreating the word to fit our own agenda. See, that's what many people do. And so that brings us back to the question of what's in your heart. See, if we want to take the scriptures and create our own meaning, then that means that we have our own agenda. One of the things, the scriptures that that the passages that people really um, misuse and abuse, obviously, is is First uh, Timothy, uh, and that relates to uh, men being pastors. Where we see a number of women pastors, apostles, elders, bishops, etc., which is not scriptural. So that takes me back to what's in your heart. Another thing is the tithing and giving of offerings. Some some churches mandate, mandate tithes. Tithes is an Old Testament practice. We see in the New Testament that we are supposed to be cheerful givers, cheerful giving to the Lord as, as what's in our heart. But some churches beat you over the head about giving tithes to the church, giving to the pastor, which is it's, it's more about money and the manipulation of giving money than it is giving people a proper understanding of what the scriptures say. Now, 
Don't miss me on the giving. It's, it's important to give to the church. It's important to, to show the Lord, that, you know, Lord, you bless me with this. I don't have a problem giving this back to the house because this, this body, this ministry is promoting the gospel and promoting and helping the, the body, the body of believers. We understand that, again, I've, I've talked about this before, the, the, the church itself, the building that we, many of us use as places of worship, has natural needs, water, gas, heat, air conditioning, those things that you enjoy when you come, running water to wash your hands. Amen. So having an, a proper understanding, I think, was what many people miss, and that's why the church has a bad rap. Sometimes unjustly, but fairly, because many churches are not are not just doing what God has said. And that's terrible because the church is supposed to be a place where people come to be restored, recharged to go out and face the evils of the world. Bless the name of the Lord. Everyone, and at the end, you're going to have to give an account. Pastors, you're going to have to give an account for how you shepherded the, the, the people that God gave you charge over, how you, how you administered the, the administrative duties, etc. You're going to be held accountable for those things. You're not, you may be fooling the people, but you are not fooling the Lord. If you're curious as to what's in your heart, I encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to, to show you what's in your heart. If there are things that you need to <clears throat> be purged of, as I do, as everyone who is under the sun, <clears throat> the Bible says, heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? But God knows our heart. He knows our thoughts. We must rely on him to cleanse us. He, we must rely on him to wash us wider than so. Amen. To God be the glory. And remember that you can also find us on Instagram and in the Facebook group section entitled This Is The Day Ministries. And also, very soon, we'll also be having all of our podcasts on our website at thisisthedayministries.com. And also remember that very soon you'll be able to join us in person at our brick and mortar location in Hobart, Indiana. We're super excited what God is doing in our lives. And I pray that you are encouraged every moment of every day because God is in control. This has been This Is The Day Ministries podcast series. I've been your host, Dr. Courtney Alexander-Harris. This is the day.